We need to uh, take into account that uh, there's a debt which has been incurred to provide this infrastructure that we have. And there's 585 uh, kilom- lane kilometers that we've provided in terms of the improvements we've made and the benefits that accrue to the motors in terms of reduced uh, uh, cost, in terms of uh, the time uh, savings that they have, and of course vehicle operating costs, and more importantly as well, contributing to the reduction of uh, carbon emissions as far as the pollution and that is concerned. I think the consequences are very simple and very clear for people to 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 to, to understand. It's like any debt, whether it's an individual's debt or it's a company's debt. If you do not repay the debt and to default on the debt in terms of what you owe and do not pay the investors money, you will lose future investments into the country. And, of course, the uh, Fuscus will come under extreme pressure and not be able to meet its other obligations, like on the uh, size on education, health, and the other social age factors that this government takes into account in terms of reducing the poverty in our country. Mr. Ali, how many people are currently paying for e-tolls? Okay, we've got 1.2 million listings people which have been registered. And this is audited, by the way, before people start turning around and say we have the figures. If you look at our annual report, which has received an unqualified one for the financial year, past financial uh, financial year, uh, that is what it is. So those people who are registered do pay their accounts. And I want to make use of this opportunity to say thank you very much that notwithstanding uh, all the all that is happening around them, that they are still continuing to pay and the good citizens that they are, and they do not turn around and get involved in uh, activities which are illegal, like the action which has taken place yesterday. So 1.2 million registered users, and you say they are paying. How many road users are there currently making use of these roads? I don't have the exact figure right with me Yeah, It varies from day to day, because not the same people use the road every day. But there's approximately, probably, and I'm saying approximately about 800,000 people who use the roads on a daily basis who are registered who would pay. Now, a lot has been said about looking at alternative means of funding this particular project. And um, the Department of Transport Minister Dipuo Peters was talking about a three rand rand sixty-five additional um, number to the fuel levy if we were to go that route. Now, economists have disputed that saying that uh, 3 rand 65 uh, would not uh, be the amount that would be paid over a period of, say, 20 years. And if, in fact, we went that route, the amount would be more in the region of 20 cents. Now, what is your view on both of those? Yes. First of all, it's very unfortunate that the people who are still, uh, mis- misinterpreting what our minister said. Yeah? They need to look at the slide which was actually presented over there. And the slide made it very clear. We need to take into account not just this 201 kilometers of the GFIP. We have a backlog of our road infrastructure in terms of maintenance in South Africa of 197 billion rands. And that, by the way, is increasing. It's increasing because we are spending insufficient money in terms of maintaining our road network of South Africa. South Africa has a road network of 750,000 kilometers, of which 
3,128 are told. And of the 3,128 kilometers that are told, 201 kilometers is the GFA. So we cannot allow one particular project be funded at the expense of the rest of our network. So the 365 fuel levies she's talking about takes into account, that our minister spoke about, takes into account as to what we have to do with our backlogs as well. But does that mean then... Sorry, Sakina. Yes. If you will recall that in there, your journalist who was there would also recall that our minister made use of the example of the people, for instance, in the part of our country where there are no roads at all, where we have to still provide roads at all. So we cannot turn around in a very selfish manner, say, how thing is the be-all and the end-all, and that, you know, we, we should not be looking after the rest of our country. But due respect to the people who are the same saying that we shouldn't be looking after that and for the rest of the country should be funding Gauteng. But doesn't that work both ways, Mr. Ali? Because um, from what you have just explained, then Gauteng road users are also contrib- uh, contributing to the road infrastructure in the rest of the country. Well, Sakina, that's a very interesting one. You know, we've heard this many, many times. You know, we all contribute in some form or the other to the rest of the country. But nobody wants to tackle the very hard question in terms of saying, where do we make the cuts? Where do we make the cuts? Where do we reduce? Our national pie of our budget is of a a particular size. What we should all be working towards is to increase the size of that particular pie as opposed to trying to cut the slices into smaller and smaller pieces. Now, now, just coming back um, to that fuel levy story. So, if we are paying an additional three rand sixty-five, does the, uh, what would be the payback period on the loan then? No, uh, Sakina, it's not an additional three rand sixty-five. It's three uh, fuel levy will be three rand sixty-five. So, currently we're paying about just over two rands. Mm-hmm. So, the difference is what we will need to pay right, to make up the three rand sixty-five. And as I said, the slide was very clearly shown to everybody, and the numbers are clearly stated on that particular particular slide. And I'm quite happy to send you a copy of the slide if your colleague has not uh, uh, edited that day. Okay, fair when enough. At three rand sixty-five, then. No. At three rand sixty-five. Yes, we're not talking about only funding the GFIP. That's what I'm saying. We've got a backlog of 197 billion rands on the maintenance of our road network. The 365 is to fund that particular backlog as well. The entire backlog? That's what we're talking about. Fair enough. But I'm asking, how long then will it take to current uh, to, to pay off? Uh, because this GFIP has been a standalone at times, uh, Mr. Ali. And how long will it take to pay off that particular debt? Uh, the debt that we've currently, the way that we've worked it out, and this was shown in court, and by the way, just as a reminder, you know, that we've been to six courts, and all six courts have found in favor of the Department of Transport, Sunrise, and government as a whole. Six different courts have found in our favor. We should learn to respect the judiciary as well, and not try and uh, uh, show any kind of disrespect for them. In the court papers, we showed it very clear the payback period for Gauteng was 24 years. 24 years. And has there been any, you know, um, consideration of any other mechanism of paying? 
looking at the 2006 report, which is a report, done, a joint report done by the province, the metros, and Sunrao, together with the Department of Transport, has shown again in terms of all the different options that one had considered. And the much vaunted fuel levy was also one of those mechanisms that we had considered amongst things like shadow tolling, for instance. But shadow tolling is only a different means of making a measure, measurement for the payment that has to be made. But the payment on the shadow tolling still has to be made from the fiscus. And because of that pie that I was talking about earlier, is only of a particular size. It's not big enough for us to meet the various, various challenges that we face. For instance, on our social rates that we're paying to about 16 million people in our country. And rightfully too. And it's the right thing we're doing. By doing that in terms of trying to fight poverty and all. So we looked at a number of issues, of these options, to be able to see which is it. And then again, we need to also take into account that even our constitutional court found it very clear that tolling is a mechanism which one can use very clearly, and that becomes the prerogative of the national executive to decide to which tool is best to be able to use to deliver our infrastructure. And we need to take into account as well that it's not road infrastructure that we face our challenges in, there's the issues around the other infrastructure as well in our country that we require to make sure that we create the necessary jobs in South Africa. And then just finally, Mr. Ali, your annual report, which was released last month, indicates that despite recording a 2.7 billion rand loss for the financial year, Sandral has paid its executives an average of 17% more than the previous year, um, and which is significantly above inflation. What's your explanation to that? Well, I'm not sure where you get the 17% figure at all. And again, we're quite happy to give you the letters that were sent to all of us in terms of what the what the adjustments were to our salaries. Let me give you the breakdown according to MoneyWeb, Mr. Ali. Yes. It says well, MoneyWeb. By the way, we spoke to MoneyWeb, and if you speak to the uh, to the journalist of MoneyWeb, she got it wrong, and she's acknowledged that to us. So y- your annual increase was not seventeen point nine percent higher than the previous year. Uh, you want to go back to her and please ask her that question.